Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Uh, good morning, and uh, move that, move that over there. Put that back over there. Uh, Holly, you, you, man, we drove all the way over here, man. Yeah, there uh, we hey, go. Holly. All right, I'm here. Good morning, good morning, good morning, <laughs> class. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming to the Don Miller Show Educational Opportunity Moment. <laughs> thank you again so much, everybody, for joining us Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Right here at FloridaManRadio.com. Okay. If you're listening to this broadcast in the on the beautiful Emerald Coast of Florida, I love the Emerald Coast of Florida. Matter of fact, hopefully I'll be able to go up there and broadcast uh, from the Emerald Coast. Uh, you can tune in on 103.1 FM. That's in Destin, Fort Walton Beach. Uh, if you're listening in Central Florida by radio, feel free to hit us up at 105.5 FM. If you want to call us, 321-339-1055. Head over to the App Store. Download the app. You can take us anywhere, but you also can drop us an open mic on the app. At any time. At Florida Man Radio. Holly Holliman. You're glad to be here, Doug. You know, so much to talk about today, guys. You know, I am living a very, very stressful life right now. <laughs> I'm trying to be good in many boxes, right? And mm. when you're trying to be good in many boxes, uh, it takes a lot out of you. It takes a toll on your body. And it just really pushes, you know, look, I'm not scared to work. I come from some working people, uh, but I do believe that it's very important to understand your body. And so often we push through things and, and, and don't get rest and don't eat right. And I just want everybody uh, know your body, guys. Very important, especially when you get old Bruh. like me. Bruh. You got to know your damn body, man. I, I keep trying to figure out what the date was or the time was where I really started, you know, my body just started giving up on me on, on certain things. When I first started making the noise getting up, mm -hmm. you know, when you get up, get ready to get up out of a chair or get up off the, the toilet or something, mm -hmm. you make... <clears throat> Is, I mean, like, when did I start that? I, I, most of my, I mean, when did that start? And that's what it, where it starts is the 40 and at about 40. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe it was. Maybe it was. You know, I thought it when I got the little gray hair, it was going to do something. You know, it was like, okay, I'm getting a little gray hair. I'm getting a little older, but it's the noises and then the, the, the motions of rocking before I get out of a chair. I got to <laughs> kind of rock back One, to, to get up. Two, yeah, three. I'm like I, need, like, I need effort you know, some sort of effort to do something. So, you, you know, it's really interesting because uh, just recently I didn't get a chance to talk about this. And you guys know I come on the radio and talk about my life. And so the other day uh, I'm sitting home where I'm asleep and I wake up with these chest pains. I missed two, two days of work here yep. at Florida Man Radio because it's so I wake up with these chest pains and like real chest pains, like, dude, I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> this is it. You know what I mean? And so I took some for indigestion. I went to, I got up, drove to 7-Eleven, got some more stuff for what I thought might be indigestion because my dumb ass actually did get up in the middle of the night and eat a hot dog because I ate really early. Oh, and I see you never told me that before. <laughs> you don't ever do that. Okay, yeah, I know. Man, okay. Hot dog, the worst thing. You do. So I ate night. early the day before, ate early that Saturday. Like four o'clock, five o'clock. So early dinner, and like one o'clock in the morning, I wake up. I am starving, right? So I go downstairs. I throw a hot dog in the microwave. I sit down. I chew this hot dog up, eat it. 
and then I go right back to bed. So six thirty oh, yeah. so in the morning, sitting on your stomach. So six thirty in the morning, my chest is painting. I go get some thumbs and some seltzer water, whatever, and it still ain't working. So I go to the emergency room. I got to tell this story because this is going somewhere. Go to the emergency room. Unfortunately, I went to the wrong emergency room. I went to the emergency room attached to the Section 8 hospital. Oh, wow. And so uh, the Section 8 hospital <laughs> is on the on, on Lake Monroe. I'm not going to say a name, but you know the Section 8 hospital. So I go to the emergency room, and they check me out. Uh, black man, 60-year-old, looking at me like, all right, we got to tell you, this dude, yeah, he got all, he fit all the criteria for somebody who's going to fall over and be gone, right? Mm. So they run me through this thing. They check for blood, trying to figure out blood clots, hypertension, don't have a history of hypertension, uh, don't really have a history of medical challenges at all. Uh-huh. And so the doctor in the emergency room is like, look, I think I need to send you to the hospital. So I'm like, okay, you know, so they call an ambulance, right? Yeah. So they, this was the first, this <laughs> wow. was the moment when I realized oh, wow. what the hell is going on. So they call the ambulance, um, and so I want to go to this hospital over here, right? They say, no, we can't take you over there. If we take you over there, it's $1,600, and you got to pay us upfront cash. No. What? Yes. Okay, so we got to take you over there to the Section 8 hospital. So <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, so the two paramedics, EMTs, come in, two young black women, one of them with green hair and a bunch of piercings in her nose oh, that's, that's and the good. other one is like stood mentally right so she come in stood mentally <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so i'm looking at this like this is not going in well right so they put me in this dirty ass ambulance right and i'm saying to myself if i ain't got it by the time i got it this dirty ass ambulance <laughs> i go have it and black people tend to call it ambulance ambulance okay, okay so i get in the ambulance mm. they take me to the hospital interesting though uh, they already took they took me to the hospital and immediately took me to my room. Okay. So they had a room already assigned for me. So I go to this room, and you this, got good insurance. Uh, this, yeah. I'm getting ready. Yeah. Oh. There. So they take me up to this room, right? And the sheet, the bed, the room was dirty. The room was not. A, I was like, this is how how oh, in America. Wow. wow. So they put me in this room and first person come in the room is my CNA, and I'm saying to myself, I hope that my CNA has never heard the Don Miller show because I have a history of saying bad things about CNAs, okay? I've been known to say some things about CNAs. So fast forward, I get to my bed, and CNA comes in. First thing she says is, what your name is, Mr. Sir? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, here we go, right? So they get me settled in, and my chest is wow. killing me, right? So they start testing me. I got to tell you guys at the Section 8 hospital, I did not see, listen to me, this is no no joke, I did not see one white doctor or nurse the entire time I was at this hospital. Not one white. Not, I was like, where's the white nurses? Where's the white? I didn't see one, right? Hmm. A lot of black folk, a lot of Indians, right? And so I want to shout them out. They did really well by coming to check on me. And, and, and but it was don't do not go to the Section 8 hospital. So <laughs> say so, the service is good, but the, the accommodations are uh, a, oh, man, a kind I of had sixteen hundred yeah. bucks. You could it, just. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah sixteen hundred bucks. Let, let me just say this. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they take me to the Section 8 hospital and I stay at the Section 8 hospital from like 9 a.m. that morning. All day, all day Sunday, all day Monday. Right. Uh-huh. And. So they come and get me, and they put me in the CAT scan. 
Then they take me out to Cascan. They shoot me up with dye. They put me on the treadmill, put me back in the Cascan. They take the gel and put it on my chest, and they do the sonogram of the heart. Then they check the thyroid. And they look, listen, guys, anybody, check get your bodies checked out. Men don't like to go to the hospital. Men don't like to go to the I, doctor. I, I want to encourage any man. Boy, they check me from the rooter to the tutor. And I can tell you, my doctor had been said, hey, you should come in. We got a special program, VIP, concierge, come in early in the morning, stay till 6, and we check you for everything. Man, I ain't coming to stay no damn doctor's office till 6. That's but guess what? Time. I had he a would, chance. Yeah. But this is the amazing part of my stay at the Section 8 hospital, right? So I'm there all day, and they're checking me out. My chest is killing me. They, they're saying, ah, we don't see any heart problems about... About 7 o'clock, about 7 o'clock, Stedman, I farted for like two minutes. Oh. Go on. Oh, my and God. all my pain oh. Oh. went away. Oh. Yep, there you go. Oh, that damn wow. hot dog. And I tell my buddy who's a doctor and my mm. friend who's a nurse, mm. and they said, you would be amazed at how many people come to the emergency room with chest pains and it's gas. Yeah, I I didn't no. want, I didn't want to bust your bubble, but my my <laughs> long time ago similar situation. My mom said, "Get your get up, <laughs> get up and go walk." And I'm like, "Mom, no, I'm dying. Mom, my 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 heart messing up everything. <laughs> I'm dying." She get up and go walk, mm -hmm. and didn't and she didn't flinch on that. She said it. I got up, start walking. Mm. Well. Change your situation. But, but I can tell you, so, so I, I'm sitting there, right, and I'm in real pain. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, no, I'm, I'm getting ready to start texting people. It's great to know you. <laughs> no, my, no, I'm serious. My chest is killing me, right? And I'm getting ready. I'm texting people like, I'm, getting ready, I'm serious. This is like the worst pain I've ever felt in my life, right? And so I farted. Are and you I was keep saying that word, man. And I was ready. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was ready to go home. I'm not lying. I was like, man. So it ended up being a significant money grab, right? It was a money grab. I can't. I can't say it wasn't a money grab. But I'm telling you guys, look, go to the hospital. Go to the doctor, gentlemen. Check yourselves out. Know your body. You know. And now I got to take Pepsi AC. Uh, with everything I eat. Yeah, you got to you know? try Zantac. They're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I got to take some, man, because I'm telling you, I don't ever want to be there That's no more. That's a good more. sponsor, Scott. Uh, I don't <laughs> ever want to be there, man. That was the worst. But the hospital, uh, look, I'm telling you, so so I actually called a nurse about 3.30 in the morning. I hit the nurse. I know they was ready for me to go. Yeah. Because I didn't sleep. And and and, and I'm, I kept my clothes on the whole time. Anybody who, who came to see me, D'Amica paid. I had my clothes on the whole time. I didn't take my clothes off. Oh, wow. And so about 3.30 in the morning, there was this lady who was screaming all night in Creole, right? Mm. And so I buzzed the nurse. I'm like, ma'am, you know, uh, am I on the Baker Act floor? You know what I mean? And I'm just joking because I'm like, and she's like, oh, yeah, sometimes we bring the What? The problem is. Don't go to Section 8 Hospital, okay? I'm telling you right now. And and know your bodies and go get oh. checked out because I had been putting off getting a lot of those tests done because I just didn't, you know, you like, ah, eh, get around to it, right? Know your bodies. Go get your body. Cholesterol was fine. Everything was good. But the fact of the matter is I ate a hot dog at 2.30 in the morning, guys. You can't do that, man. You can't do, can't do that. What Dave Spill say? Got gotcha. you. Oh.
I felt that's how I felt, man. I was like, I'm dying. I was, Get out, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you, honey. I'm telling you, it was terrible. So uh, please make sure you check your bodies out, uh, gentlemen, and go to the doctor. I want to touch on something else real quick, too. Um, I got some messages I want to address, and I'm going to address these messages real quick, but then I want to go into a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine asked me the other day, Don, when did black people become so supportive of the LGBT? And I have to I have to spend a few minutes on this, Holly, because Holly, you had a mama, and I had a mama, and many of us in our community. Uh, the black community has absolutely stood firmly against. Uh, LGBT or homosexuality historically, right? And in many of us still do, but the fact of the matter that the black community, the black church has been co-opted in this conversation uh, is a, is a challenge, right? I believe that people can do, and be what they want to be. And this is Don Miller's position. This is not the position of, of Florida Man Radio. Uh, people, do what you want to do. Don't bring it over here. Yeah. My my issue is that the LGBT are the largest bullies in the history of this country, even though they've toned back now. Mm-hmm. The transgender n- nonsensical conversation is larger and more and, and bigger bullies now. Uh, I believe that they have all felt the need to co-opt the Negro in their fight to be accepted. Listen, do what you want to do. I don't want nothing to do with it. I disagree with it vehemently. But don't bring it over here. The problem ain't you being a homosexual. The problem is you trying to make people who don't want to be a part of it or are never going to accept it, accept it. Leave it over there. Do what you want to do. Don, that's my whole thing. I don't care what you do. And do what you do, whatever. I just don't make my your reality have to my, have to be my reality. Let my my reality is mine. Your reality is yours, and I should be able to handle it that way. I I don't have to change my pro. Bro, I've been doing the same pronouns all my life. I know things change, but I'm pretty much stuck in them ways. I still say the things that I say, and I say it the way I say it. And I hope that people don't have that kind of an issue with us, you know. But I my thing is I don't I don't trip like that. I, I, I don't. You know, I just, I just look, look. I believe that one of the problems and one of the great pushbacks in America today is the fact that people in these alternative lifestyle communities have made it a point to make people accept it. You're not gonna make me accept something that I don't want to accept. A man is a man, and a woman is a woman to me, and that's what it's gonna be, point blank. Ain't nobody gonna change that thought pattern. And, and 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 I think if you if you have a problem with me feeling like that, then take your monkey ass away from Don Miller. I'm just gonna be honest <laughs> with you, okay? If you have a problem with me feeling the way I feel about that, then don't try to come and sit with me, okay? And I can tell you, I have some wonderful friends who are in that lifestyle. They know when we're hanging, we're hanging as friends. We don't need to talk about you, who you go home oh, with, no. or your uh, what you do. Don't That ain't got nothing to do with us. And the problem is, these young-ass people, Holly, let's be clear, <laughs> man. 
Holly, it's been gay people mm. as long as I recall, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay? yeah. But everybody understood that it's a certain way things have to be done because, you know, where we come from, especially in the black community, we are rooted in Jesus Christ and his word. And to, to watch some of these fake-ass black ministers like that bitch-ass, what's his name in Atlanta? What's his name? Okay, what's his name, Holly? I can't. Huh? What's that little? Oh, oh, because he got some. He got some. He dealing with right. Yeah, yeah. And he went. You know, he goes over to a church led by two black men who are gay and married. Ain't no church led by two black men that's gay and married. Boy, that's some nonsense. That's right? some Atlanta stuff. But man. again, you can't push what you feel on me. Right. Listen, I left the Christian network after cussing them all out for 20 years, right? Because they're stuck in a mindset. You can't ride this train and this train simultaneously. If you tell me you are in line with a position and you look, yeah. and look, everybody ain't with it. Some people don't, don't believe Jesus exists. That's fine. That's on you, right? Some people don't. Look, yeah. I'm saying that you can't tell me you have fallen in line with, with any kind of word of God or the religion. Following the Bible, if you're right. following what right. the Bible says. You can't says. play with that, man. Uh, what's his yeah. name, man? Jamal. Uh, Jamal uh, Bryant. Man, he ran yeah. over there to them. Look, let me explain yeah. something to you. A hit dog. Should we say his name? Yeah, we say his name. A hit dog will holler. Yeah. Jamal Bryant, he's a nobody. He's a con man. He impregnates women and not marry them, but he stands in front of a congregation, right, and tells them that he's going to lead them to salvation. Get your monkey ass off that <laughs> pill pit you anyway wow. the point i'm making is this no it's for real charlatan. no i'm for real he's a charlatan right you impregnate multiple women right and then you go to the lgbt gay church which ain't a gay church ain't no such thing that we got ain't no gay church right <laughs> and but again i can tell you why i'm angry and have disdain uh, for this oh uh, but tell you why, guys. This is very important. Now, I, I, I've done this show before, but I wanted to do this show at this station because many of my friends who are new to the Don Miller show need to understand that the black community has been co-opted into a lot of the things that when, 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 when a gay person comes to a black person and says, your struggle is just like ours. The struggle of civil rights movement is the same struggle that the gay community is fighting through the day. Hell no. If you don't tell nobody mm. that you do what you do, nobody will know. When Martin was marching in Selma and Montgomery, the color of his skin was the biggest issue in the conversation. I can't hide being this guy. You ain't got to tell nobody what you do. And I look, okay, okay, going to the point of Quetta Jean Johnson. She said, but it's called pride. I got pride too. I got pride and my people came through a struggle. <laughs> my grandma and my mama and her grandma and her mama came through a struggle. And the, and the oppressive regime on her struggle was simply because of the way she looked. So don't bring your conversation to me. I stand, I stand firmly. I'm with you on that. I stand firm. I don't support it. That's what you want to do? Go do it. But don't bring it to me. When I come back, I want to have a real intricate conversation about why I have the disdain for what we're seeing and why black people should stand against being co-opted by the very people had not for the ability to go and dance 
in their draws on the stage somewhere in America will be telling you a whole different story. You listen to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. I said it. They did not. We'll be back in a moment. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to the, Welcome back. Uh, this is Boss Cat. Dirty low now. Thank you so much. Uh, the Don Miller Show, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Florida Man Radio, in the beautiful panhandle of Florida. That's Destin, Fort Walton Beach. Shout out to those people who are listening on 103.1 FM. Head over to the App Store. Download uh, the app at Florida Man Radio at the App Store. Drop us an open mic. If you're listening in Central Florida on 105.5, shout out to you and Pine Hills and Orla Vista, uh, yeah, I'm talking to them people over there right now. <laughs> Pie Hills, Orla Vista, Eatonville, Florida, uh, America's oldest black incorporated township. Shout out to the beautiful people of Eatonville. I love y'all so much. Oh, my goodness. So much to talk about, Holly. I came out of that conversation uh, just because a friend of mine asked a question, and I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Look, guys, that's how I feel. Uh, the views and opinions on this show, these my Views and opinions. These ain't got nothing to do with these white people who I love so much because they ain't scared either. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ever work for some people that they all sitting around the room, they scared. Shannon Burke ain't scared. Jesse Kelly ain't scared. Bubba the Beast Love Sponge ain't scared. Right? Dan Bongino ain't scared. Right? Ain't nothing like being on a network of talkers and ain't nobody scared. I love it, Holly. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad to be over here with y'all, man. Thank y'all so much for letting me come over here, man. Holly, can you imagine being in a studio? He didn't even have coffee this morning. No, I had no damn coffee, man. (laughs) Ain't nobody scared. Quite a Gene Johnson from the Johnson family. These people over here ain't scared. And, And it's amazing as a guy who looks like me to be able to come to a place where everybody is unfiltered and unafraid. That's the motto of this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah. Listen, let me just say this, right? So I had that moment of conversation uh, coming out of the open when I talked about uh, the LGBT and, and, and homosexuality in the black community. And it is a problem. I take issue with the fact that the Negro has allowed itself to be co-opted by these people. Uh, and I stand against a whole bunch of it. But one of the things that bother me the most, Holly, that nobody wants to talk about, and many of our friends who are not in our community don't know it exists. And there's this thing that has created a very serious vacuum in the black community. Black women are one of the fastest growing segments of HIV AIDS in America. And black women are the fastest growing segment for one reason, something called the down low. The down low is a sexual slang in the African-American community. It's a sexual subculture of black men who engage in gay sex, but also engage in sex with women. Mm. And the transmission, and go to CDC, go look this up. This ain't Don Miller making up something. Uh, These type of activities, right, are killing black women. Many years ago, there was an author by the name of J.L. King in 2003 who wrote a book 
who really went into detail and emphasized uh, the prevalence of the down low. And then came a guy by the name of E. Lynn Harris, who wrote a book uh, called The Invisible Life, uh, who emphasized the conversation of black men having gay sex going home to their wives, right? And according to the National Library of Medicine, the down low has become and is considered the prime agent of HIV transmission among heterosexual women in the black community. Let's have this conversation, Holly. For what? No, no, no. I'll tell you why. Because our women are dying. Because our women are dying. Our women are dying. Well, well, I have an issue because I... I don't have sex outside my marriage. Uh, but again, but but so just because so, you don't do it, so but, you, it's not an but, issue. It, not, it wouldn't necessarily be for me because it wouldn't. I, I'm not doing anything that would cause it to really be an issue for. It maybe somebody around me, but it wouldn't be me. And uh, my thing is is that if you're doing, I mean, you know. Everything it's uncomfortable for you, ain't it? It's uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay. that, that whole the download, like, I, I live in Atlanta, bro. So you know I'm not so, making this yeah, up. Yeah, well, I'm saying I live in Atlanta, and, and guys there do different stuff, you know, not all the guys, but enough of them, and uh, I, that's why I stay away from that. But, but, and it's interesting because the, the, the Kaiser Family Foundation, back in about 10 years ago, put out a study that almost 70% of black women who contracted HIV AIDS uh, contracted it through heterosexual sex with men who engaged or came out of prison. You know, they got a name for it in the, in the penal institutions, gay for the stay. And where these black men, they go to prison and they engage in un, unprotected like yeah, some of these rappers. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all, yeah. if, you, if you new to the Don Miller show, this is teachable moments, right? Everything ain't going to be giggle, giggle, but we're going to have some real conversation. Uh, uh, oftentimes, these black men go to prison, Holly, and they engage in unprotected homosexual sex. Then they come right out and they go home to their wives or their baby mamas, right? And if you look at the CDC numbers, heterosexual black women, it's alarming the number of heterosexual black women who've contracted HIV AIDS and they're coming at the hands of these down low guys. Again, down low is a is, is an urban terminology. It's a sexual slang for a guy who engages quietly off the beaten path and then goes home to his wife. Go ahead. I, I, I can't. There's not much I can say about that because. I just I don't understand I don't understand that in any way shape or form. I know if something happened to me and I had to go in, I'd be uh, I'd be in the the, uh, the Christian section over <laughs> there. You know, I'll be yeah, I'll be, be working. In, yeah, I'll be, I be working in the library nobody. and I'll be you know doing the choir thing and the because uh, it that no thank you no no thank you I can um that I don't. I don't just don't like the conversation about it, even truly. Cause yeah, it's but just, you got to have, I have I these mean, conversations. It, it's just because I have a daughter that could get, you know, something could happen and affect her or something. And then I would be all over it and be crazy, you know, losing my mind about something like that. But uh, the, the fact that people are irresponsible enough, what, what, I don't know, what, what, what they give them condoms in jail? Should they give them no, condoms in jail? No, they do. They actually do. Wow. Uh, again, but you got to understand, oftentimes... And there's a there's a great piece. If you go read one of these books, and I read the, I read the book Invisible Life by Elin Harris, who who passed away. 
they don't want to use condoms because the time it takes to put a condom on makes them think about what's going on here and that they may be homosexual. And Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm telling uh, you, dude. Uh, 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 okay, so we're talking about they may be. Listen to me. I'm telling you. you that so, sounds like so, so, so when people hear me say things <laughs> terrible about people who engage in certain type of behaviors, I don't care. Y'all can kiss my ass. There's certain things that I see that are affecting an entire community. Up close and personal, I had a friend, and I love I loved my friend, Holly, and I, and I haven't told you this, because Holly and I hadn't talked for a long time until recently. Holly, I haven't told you this. A friend of ours passed away. And, who and I'm, I'll talk to you off the air. But our friend, listen to this. About three years ago, like six years ago, she meets this guy. She calls me up. Quetta Jean Johnson, you know this story. She calls me up. And, hey, I met this guy. You know, I really like him. Uh, Don, I want you to meet him. So they come to town. And we go to dinner. Holly, and he's blatantly gay. Holly, guess what his job was? He was a choir director. And he designed women's clothes. And so we go to dinner. I don't want to stereotype nobody. But, Holly, wait till you hear this story. So... Listen to me, Holly, for real, for real. So we go to dinner, and I'll never forget this. I'm sitting at dinner, and I'm looking at this dude, and he's blatantly gay. So after dinner, they go back wherever, and so she's like, hey, can I, I want to come by the office and see Bob and everybody. So she comes by my office the next day. We're sitting in my office. I said, are you going to marry him? She's like, he's the best guy I've ever met. He caters to me. He loves me, yada, yada. And I'm like, no, I'm like, he, I think he's gay. And she's like, he is not gay. And I can't believe you would say that. And I'm like, so she leaves. She's got an attitude with me. And so another friend of ours calls me up. He's like, dude, why would you even do that? Why would you go tell her that? And I was like, I was like, dude, have you met him? He was like, no, but they're coming here. And me and my wife are going to go out with him next week. So they go to Chicago and they see another friend of ours. In Chicago, Holly, they go to dinner. He calls me. He's like, what is she doing? Fast forward. She marries this guy two and a half years later in the summer of 17. She texts me. Can I talk to you? Hadn't talked to her in about a year and a half. She's contracted HIV. Mm. Mm. My baby girl died in the summer wow. of 19. Wow. You hear me? And he admitted to her, Holly. This is a true story. So my disdain for these bitch-ass men who can't come out and be straight. Just go. Bye. Go be who you are. But black men can't come out. Name the most famous black man who came out. I'll wait. That came out? Yeah. Lil Richard ain't never tell you he was a homosexual. Well, he actually did. I saw one of his last interviews. When he was on his deathbed. He, he, he was close to it because <laughs> I didn't recognize that he was even a little richer. <laughs> but uh, but he did say that back in his day, he was he was doing what he needed to do. But I, I saw him when he first started pastoring, when he started preaching. But again, though, this is a problem, And I'm going right? to go ahead and let you finish your thought. No, this is a problem, though. <laughs> no, Holly, this is a problem, right? This is a crisis hey. in our community. This is a crisis in the black community. We have black women dying because they're engaging with guys 
who won't be straight up. Right? White dude come out all day. Oh, I was married for 30 years. I'm gay now. Bye, bye, white guy. Well, I mean, we're talking about two different cultures, you know, and they do they do things differently. I mean, it is what it is. You know, you knew, like say, so you grew up in that neighborhood where there was always the gay, there was a gay guy. There was a neighborhood. Everybody knew he was gay. The mothers and your grandmom and them, they even described him as being, you know, they look, you know, the sissy over there on 14th Street, you know, and that's just how they described him. They didn't mean it in a bad way. It's right. just that that meant that he was different than, than everybody else. But everybody had those people around. No, and, they and didn't and actually. No, no, what I'm saying is that in those communities, there was always that guy or or or. Yeah, are those people that were in there? Because then, like, say, back in the day when a woman was gay, they didn't say she was gay. They said she was a bulldagger. That's what they used to call them. Mm -hmm. And and so you knew what that meant. That meant like she could probably fight, you know, because she was <laughs> she was manly or whatever. But you knew those things back in the day. And and the bottom line is that people have to be honest with each other. And that's the main main thing because the guy might have been the gay guy might have been a good guy and everything. He the question would be would he be faithful to you? Is he going to be with you and just be with you? Or right, and that, that's the question. It's not whether he's gay or not cuz if he's gay but he's going to be faithful to you, there's no problem with that. But 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 think about this. Some of the most brilliant black men uh in 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 the civil rights movement, some of the greatest leaders in that era. Uh, James Baldwin being one, uh, uh, they they just left the country as opposed to coming out. They would flee America and go to a place where they felt that they could be themselves. And I, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying when we look at America today and a great crisis in this country is HIV, AIDS among heterosexual black women because the level of – there are 2.3 million inmates in America's prisons, overwhelmingly black men and Hispanic men. Look at the numbers. The numbers are real. And many of them go there and they engage in this type of behavior. They come out and they go right back into society. And, and my challenge is, why aren't we talking more about this? The CDC has the numbers, and many of the health departments all over this country have the numbers. That, that my concern is, right, this is a sickness, right? And you can say what you want to say about Don Miller. Y'all can put me off the radio. I'll go sell weed again. Uh, I ain't never sold no weed. I'm just, the point I make is this, right? The point I make is this. Everybody's talking about our crisis, except the people who really know what it is. And when I look at the numbers, when I go to that funeral home, right, in my other job, as I do every day or so, and I'm seeing black women coming, dying from HIV AIDS, and I know the data, and the data says 70% or more have contracted this illness due to heterosexual sex. And nobody's waving the flag. And they have husbands and they're dying because their husbands went to jail and they got out of jail and they came home and they infected their wives. Holly, you know how often we go to the funeral home. We were there yesterday. Yeah, I didn't go in. I, you never go in. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. the point I make is this. <laughs> this is a crisis. So y'all can be mad and like, why is Don Miller doing a Don Downer show? I'm doing a teachable show. Now, everybody will say, well, you got to be responsible and do what you got to do. No, if you're married to somebody, why you need to wear a condom? Holly, you married, right? Yeah. You wear a condom? No. Right. Because you trust your spouse. Absolutely. The yeah. problem a is thousand in, percent. in our community, the stigma is real. 
And we have to protect one another. But again, this is why my disdain for certain people in certain categories is where it is today because I've lost people I love. Now, granted, there are women, and a friend of mine said she dated a guy, and he used to be gay. <laughs> Holly? He used to be yeah, gay? Yeah, the Lord saved him. Came out, he oh. woke up one morning, he wasn't gay no more. Oh, was, and, and I, I contend, saw that video. No. I really? contend. Huh? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means. What, What is that? Can you switch back and forth like that? I don't, I mean, is it, I don't know if that's well, in, a, in the new era, they that a, say that that's okay. Well, I'm the new era, is it such thing as, what are you now? You know, what you used, what you used to be, you used to be a man, but now you're a woman, mm -hmm. but you ain't all the way a woman, so you... You kind of a man, and you. Well, I, I don't understand. It's like what those things called centaurs. <laughs> then they used to have them, where they're like part man, part part, part animal, yeah. or whatever. Well, matter of fact, probably some people would like that. That'd be a special treat for yeah. them. <laughs> so, so this. Is, so I'm, I'm going I'm to just end this little moment of of real conversation by saying this: Don't bring around me. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Okay, my model for 23 and 24 and 25 and 26. Yeah. No new friends. Okay, I don't want to hear it. I stand against the narrative that's being pushed on people wow. to be acceptance of stuff you don't believe in. Okay. Don't bring it to me. I stand against it. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you if you're one of these people and, and don't even hey if you that's who you are come out be out let's go black guys come on bring your bring your gay asses out it's okay. Nobody's going to stop loving you, but when you are no, engaging... Don't, don't run your gay ass out. Yeah, don't say come enough. on, man. Stop being gay. No, I can't say that. You can't tell them to stop being gay, but at least don't... If you can tell them to stop that, if you can tell them to, to you know, to call, come out, I can tell them to stop. <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, just stop that, and then you ain't got to come out. That's simpler, I think. Foolishness, <laughs> knock it off. Yeah. No, no, no yeah. the point is, though, when it's, when it's hurting other people, it's a problem. And when I'm looking at the numbers by the CDC and many of these agencies, guys, this is a problem, guy. And uh, and the activity, uh, you know, it's just, these guys don't disclose who they are to these women. But women, come on, there's some women out here who are chasing this paper, Holly. You know, you know, come on. If some he things pink, some things brown. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying that, 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 that's, that's where their mindsets but, but are again, now, look, and it's, look, they, they're, they're reckless. Everything no, is just look, reckless. Ain't no such thing as highly likely that your metrosexual guy friend is not only metrosexual, but he's homosexual, okay? Oh, wow. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, listen, if your guy get shaved, go get a wax every two weeks like you go get a wax, there are guys who get waxed. Absolutely. I ain't know to Quetta Jean Johnson from the Johnson family get told me she was at the wax place. They get, get waxed. Guys get waxed. Your guy get waxed every two weeks. Now get your nails done, get your feet done. I'm all for that. I go every time I can to get my nails and my feet done. Okay? But I ain't nobody so waxing me. Grown men go get, get waxed on a regular basis. 321 339 1055. 321 339. Drop us an open mic. Uh, Holly, you've never heard of this? You know, I heard people like you know, like man, my shade with well, no, trim. No, men go get waxed. There are men getting. Have you heard of it, Stedman? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Men going to get waxed. Their booties and their fronts. Oh, their booties no, and the fronts. No, 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 for real. Oh no. So no. again, if ladies, if your man no. get his, if your man get his rear end waxed, it is highly likely and bleached. And bleached. So you talking about putting that hot wax? 
I can't. Bro, you, 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 I, 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 this is my first time hearing about this. I knew that men get, they shave. No, they get bleached. They, they get bleached. They get bleached and waxed. Bleach? What, bleach? What, what is that? That's Ster- why guys do that. Uh, how do you bleach? What, what is bleach? How do you what bleach? Is, what do what, they do to bleach? Why are you asking me? I don't know. I've only heard of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bleach? What? They say bend over and think of Christmas. That's what oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, again, listen. Uh, we, we, got, we have to really... I'm so I just want everybody much. to know, because I got some messages recently, you know, uh, that apparently don't understand the show and my position on the issues. I am about uh, straight laced. I joke about a lot of things, but I am about as straight laced that you can come as it relates to my position on the issues. I grew up without a daddy in a very, very tough situation. Uh, Holly grew up with a daddy in a very tough situation, but we stand firm on what we believe in. And at the end of the day, uh, I know what the crisis, the, the the things that are presenting a crisis in our community, and we got to stop letting people tell us what our crisis are. Black women are dying because these clowns are out here engaging in risky behavior and bringing it home, not to their girlfriends, Holly, to their wives. There was a, just a story in Atlanta the other day. Dude brought it home to his wife, mm. and she died. They thought she had cancer, and finally at the end they found out that the husband who had been in prison. Look, if you meet a guy who's been in prison 15 years, even if you meet him in the church prison ministry, it's highly likely that a it's man. A possibility. Highly likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd have to be. I, Brad Jones, I can't still get over the part about the the waxing part. <laughs> I just that is phenomenal to me because I know how women say how painful it is. Right. I can't imagine because we can't take pain the same way a woman take pain. No, not at all. And I know I, I I'm not getting ready to do that. I'm, I'm, I can't even imagine. I, I can't. I, no. You know, the point of the matter is again, let's let's be focused on how we can make a difference. Uh, this show is all about presenting conversation that you ain't gonna get anywhere else. So. Uh, there are probably yeah, some yeah, people that was a that, unique that conversation. Yeah, it's very unique. And all my, most of my conversations are unique. Wow. Uh, listen, coming up at 3 p.m. right here on Florida Man Radio, Shannon Burke, followed by Jesse Kelly in the morning, Bubba the Love Sponge, Bubba. followed by the Don Miller Show. And again, we just really want you to know how much we appreciate uh, the support that we've gotten since we've been here. We're going to head to break. We come back, turn the corner. Great conversation in the next hour right here on Florida Man Radio. It's just a big dysfunctional family. Bubba the Love Spot, the Don Miller Show, Bill O'Reilly, Dan Bongino, Shannon Burke, and Jesse Kelly. Usually just going one step too far. Yup. Florida Man Radio. WFYY HD3 Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266DY Donellan. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. All right, we're coming back right now. That's uh, Michael McDonald, right? Or is that uh, is that Michael McDonald? That's Michael McDonald. Yeah, little yeah. Michael McDonald. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, right we kind of like that. Yeah. I always used to think when I was growing up that Michael McDonald was black. 
because he sounded a lot like Jeffrey Osborne. He was Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in the first half. Hey, before you get on your rant, I, let me we, say, hello, wife. So good, good to see you, wife. Your wife listening? Yes, my wife is listening. I want to tell her I love her, and I miss her, and uh, And he ain't down low. <laughs> and I ain't down low no kind of way. But my wife also did a little research uh-huh. and, told, and sent me a little information yeah. showing that bleaching means they bleach that brown thing. <laughs> You're lying. That is what she said. Bleaching is really. They bleach the. How much would you? Brown how much? If somebody offered you ten thousand. They don't have enough kind of money to put no bleach nowhere in my rectum. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not happening to anything. Dark Holly. Oh no. White rectum. <laughs> I mean, how do you? How do you? What do you do? Do they have pictures of that? Like, hey, before and after. I mean, what? What? What do you do? Is the before? That, yeah, yeah, it's that, terrible. That, that's that's but just, we were probably oh going to get boycotted because of some of the things we're saying, but I encourage. You, if you boycott the Don Miller show, you come over here to to JVC Broadcasting. Go do it on the far end of the parking lot. Uh, wow! So we got an area we can actually sit and watch you fools. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Thank you so much, everybody. I don't think uh, anybody would do that. Uh, let's go to the open mics. We got some open mics. We do yep. have some open mics, and uh, feel free to chime in as well on the app. Okay, head over to the app and join us. Drop us an open mic. We're gonna play a couple. Okay. Hey, Don, just wanted to get your take. In a rap battle, um, who you got? The late, great Tupac Shakur or Vivek Ramaswamy? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, okay, that okay. must be somebody that okay. knows you. No, no, no. I don't know who that is. Oh, but Ramaswamy just dropped a, and he did a good job. Ramaswamy, we're going to play it. Wait, first of all, you say dropped. Ramaswamy. What? Uh, no, no, no. You know the greatest white rapper of all time. It would be okay, Raheem Eminem. Eminem, cut it out. I, no, well, okay. According to who? Who, who did you just say? R- Raheem. Raheem is white. No, oh, you said great uh, white. Okay, I didn't hear. I didn't hear what. You know, I, tell, I don't hear color. I don't okay, hear color okay, or see okay, color. You don't hear right? color. See yeah, color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said greatest rapper. You, line, you said greatest anyway, rapper. So the okay. greatest white rapper of all time is Eminem. Bubba Sparks. So, okay, so uh, Vivek Ramaswamy mm-hmm. just was in Iowa barnstorming with the governor of Iowa, and they were playing an Eminem piece, and he knew every lyric. Quite frankly, I was saying, this dude, he dropped it hard, and I was, like, very impressed with that. Okay. 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 Indian guy hitting some Eminem. I thought that was impressive. Let's go back and listen to an open mic. So basically, you're homophobic without saying you're homophobic, and you're completely complicit and turning your head the other way when there's wrongdoing. You have no support towards the LGBTQ plus community. Okay, I got you. You are 100% right. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was one of the most brilliant open mics. I'm turning my head against yeah. anybody that's pushing it in my face. I don't know. Don't make me accept something I don't accept. So take your gay ass oh. and go over there to Boys Town oh, and leave wow. me alone with your narrative. And all of my friends who I love, Paulie, and many of my friends who are in your community, my, some of my best friends, Randy Ross, let's go drink some beer and leave these people who want to force me to accept something and engage in ridiculous-ass behavior. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate wow. you supporting the show. Has been Thank pushed. you so much. I appreciate you supporting the show. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a lot to talk about. He said I was homophobic oh, and I want to turn my back on oh. the LGBT community. Whatever you say is fine. But I ain't marching with you on this one. Oh, wow. Okay. Do we got another one? No, I think okay, that's the last let's, one. Okay, let yeah. me just say this, right? 
Wow. And this is a great point. Thank you so much because that open mic segued me into the next thing I want to hit real quick. Yeah, I hope it's not about homosexuality. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Jesus, yeah, it is it homosexuality is. day. Uh, the day is Pride Day. Well, you do, we are Pride on I mean, the Don Miller. Let's promote this okay. some more. <laughs> so, so, no, let me just say this. This is what the problem is. They're talking about us. They're talking no, about no, us. No, 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 no. We're not talking about it. We're talking about <laughs> leave us alone. Yeah. Let us stay over here. You can stay over there, okay? And y'all want to boycott me. If I lose the job, that's all right. I'll be all right. But let me just say this, right? Joe Biden was born in 1942. He said as a kid, he and his dad were walking down the street. Say he was six, it was 48. Say he was 10, it was 52, right? I want You got that clip ready for me? Holly, tell me, is this a blatant, absolute lie? He was also pro-gay marriage since childhood. It was 1961, and I was applying for a job as a lifeguard in the city pool system because they paid better than the county job I had. And uh, he dropped me off at the town square, Rodney Square. There were two men in suits, like I'm wearing, standing in a corner. The light was red, and, and they kissed as I was getting out of the car, and I looked back at my dad. Like, I hadn't seen that before, and he said, it's simple, Joe. They love each other. Go on, sit there. Get that nonsense. Come on, Holly. Come on, Holly. Joe Biden had to say that. 1961. Two white guys in suits on the corner, He's and they kiss, and his dad says, The one thing that's good about telling stories about that far back, there was no cameras, there was no recordings. But now you can't tell those lies. They would have stoned yeah, yeah. two white guys oh, man. They kissing in suits. They would have burnt them on the cross. They'd have been, <laughs> they would have been black. They'd have put, yeah. They would have been black. Oh, they'd have been, yeah. Yeah, they don't, that was not, uh, this is, I, I can't believe, I can't believe that that's true. I wasn't there, but, but this I can't is how, believe that that this was is true. how everybody is trying to be inclusive in this conversation, uh, bro, you know he made that up. Let me, let me tell you something. It, it, it's and this may be kind of simple or, or sound simple to other people, but I've never had an argument with a Korean person. <laughs> okay, and the reason why is because I've never been around Korean people. Uh-huh. So yes, if you you're not around people uh-huh. that don't like what you do or that don't uh-huh. like what you are, then there's no problems. Uh-huh. There, there's there shouldn't be any major arguments about that. But just like I said, but keep. But if I could hide my blackness sometime. I would probably I'd cover it up to to be able to be treated fairly, but you can't you can hide being gay, you can hide that all day, you can't hide being being a black person. They they know that you're black pretty much when you walk in the room, and I, I just feel like that's gonna be, that's a better uh, solution than to try to push something on somebody that don't want your reality to be their reality. You, you know, it's just interesting. And this guys, you know, it's like everybody is so afraid. Like the open mic just called me homophobic, and well, yeah, that pretty yeah. much describes it in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from but from someone on the ex- on the extreme, right? To me, it sounds like somebody don't want to be bothered with it, right? You know, but you can make it. You can make it out to be. And, but but, way but for more the president really of the is. United States to expect us to believe that in 1961 in in Delaware. Two white guys in suits kissing the mouth. Yeah, yeah, he that is not going. That was not happening. <laughs> come during on, that, dog. That was not happening during that time. I don't. I, I can't see that. Stedman, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, no. Come, come on, dude. Nah, nah. The problem is everybody is like, I need you guys to support me. Even they should be like, you lying, Joe. 
Yeah. Or not like, Joe, you just lying. Well, you know, I, I, again, <laughs> they're letting Joe speak out in public. I don't think he's... <laughs> He should I, be speaking. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, some stuff just, come, you know, all of a sudden that memory come across and it's the way you remember it, not like it really happened. And we, I mean, I do that now. Sometimes I, I tell stories about stuff that really, that wasn't me. And I realized later, I'll go, dang, somebody else told me that story. <laughs> that wasn't even and your I, story. Yeah, and I done told the story like I was there, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just what it is. And I'm only in my 60s. I can imagine when I get to 80, I'm going to be like, well, me and Bozo had <laughs> when they had a fight with Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, you know. And I believe it to my heart. <laughs> but you know, but so, you know but what's funny, He's a little though, too right? old to be out talking. But, but, well, not too old, but he's not in, I don't think he's in his right But you know what's really right funny now. about it is uh, there's a story that Joe Biden has told uh, about, uh, I don't know, Stephanie, you got that one, uh, about the train station. There's a story that Joe Biden has told, and this story's been debunked, right, by several media outlets over the years. Oh, him and the conductor. <laughs> him and the conductor. Guess yeah. what he did two days ago? Wow. He retold the story, okay? After they already <laughs> said that this didn't the happen. Been this was dead. <laughs> you hey. know, but, but again, how do we... Joe may have seen him then if he already did. <laughs> he I might, saw him. Right. Yeah, that's all. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was at them gates. Yeah, he got slipped, got in a deep sleep. He was like, oh, 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 let me go. They had to bring him back out. <laughs> Y'all be careful with him. Just be but, careful but with the him. The story has been debunked, right? And debunked the, the by the New York Times, uh, many outlets have said they found the obituary of the conductor who had died 20 years previous to what Joe Biden was saying. And somewhere in Wisconsin yesterday or day before, let's listen to this, guys. I'm getting on a train to go home and see my mom, who was sick in, in hospice at my home. <laughs> and this guy, I won't mention his name because I'm going to get him in trouble. But one of the senior guys in Amtrak, who I rode with all the time, comes up and goes, Joey, baby, grabs my cheek. I swear to God, I thought you were going to shoot him. And uh, I said, no, 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 no. I said, what's the matter, Angie? He said, we just, I read this thing about a over a million miles on Air Force planes. He said, hell, you know how many miles you travel on Amtrak? I said, no, Angie, I don't know. He said, we just had a retirement dinner up in Newark. He said, you traveled on average 117 days a year, round trip, 300 miles a day. 36 years, that's 1,285,000 miles. I don't want to hear any more about the Air Force. <laughs> true story. Okay, listen to, to listen to this. It's not a true story. You're lying. And they found out years ago, Stedman, that that was a lie, right? Oh, yeah. And he decides to tell it, Holly, two days ago. Holly, the guy's been dead. First, he says, I don't want to mention his name. And he mentions his name, Angelo. Hey. Okay, like Angelo died 20 years ago before you were going back and forth. Your mom died in 09 or 10. How are we okay with that? Or are we just saying, yeah, you know, old people? Don, Don I, I wish I could come up with a, a good answer for something like this, but. I don't, you know, I'm not against old people in any kind of way, shape, or form. I think we should keep them around to be able to to learn from them and that kind of thing. But when you get to a certain age, sometimes people need to, uh, he might need to be adopted by Michael Orr's parents. Uh, <laughs> uh, was it his name, Michael Orr? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe he needs to be adopted by them so that they can take over and help him make his decisions. Because I don't he think he's... a conservator. I, yeah, a conservator. Right, I don't think right. he's really... At where, I don't think he would... 
He's not where I feel comfortable with him being president right now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I worry that he won't make the right decisions. So I don't think we should have people in the position of power like that and them be able to make major decisions that concern our whole country. And uh, they can't really figure out how to, like you say, one minute, but, but I, see you ride, one, one minute I see you riding a bike, and then the next minute you can't walk across the stage. Holly, right. Think yeah. about this, right? They just showed us last week he's riding a bike the other day, and he's waving, right? right. I ride a bike, guys, and I'm 60. Yeah. You know how hard it is to pedal and wave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. And like I said, again, I don't know if it was a bad medication day, mm -hmm. you know, when he fell off, you know, walking across the stage or whatever, because sometimes medication can make you be off a little bit. You know, you can't judge your steps. But I just don't think that uh, somebody in that position should be that uh, that nerve-wracking to me. Because when I see it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just... Hope he don't fall like that on the button, you know, or, or or do something else, make a make a bad decision that can cost people lives and things like that. You, I just think you, you he, know need what really, he need a time out. You know what really bothers me, and I, I think so often I get these questions about my why am I not nice uh, toward this administration. This has really gotten to a point where it's not even about politics anymore. I, I think what we're seeing is – uh, the, the the American public has been just so bludgeoned, I think, by um, misinformation, and we don't even know what we should be concerned about. You just watched an entire city go up in flames, an American city. That is America. Uh, for the idiot who said to me the other day, well, we care about Hawaii because <laughs> uh, it's America, you idiot, right? And uh, <laughs> we continue to send money to the Ukraine when an American city just goes up in flame. We report a stick of Mike in the president of America's face and ask him about Maui. And he says no comment. Right. I think it's because, uh, look, I know I am suffering uh, from stage four compassion fatigue. I'm burnt out about caring, but I still care. You know what I mean? I come here, I sit at this microphone uh, Monday through Friday because I care, right? And the point is just so tough for me when I watch that people are okay with being engaging in cognitive dissonance, right? This guy is not there. He didn't <laughs> ride a bike. He didn't wave at you riding the bike. He didn't ride the bike with no hands. Let's head over to the open mic. Hey, Don Miller, this is Sparky 352. Don't pay attention to anything that liberal, liberal Larry just uh, sent in on an open mic. That's Liberal Larry from the Shannon Burke Show. So don't pay no mind to that fool. Be-doo, be-doo. Be-doo, be-doo. Go ahead. Don't pay no attention to that. Hey, Don, the car that called in about the LBGQ, whatever, alphabet soup thing, the tranny disease, the, the, it's a mental illness thing. That guy that called in there giving you crap. We call him Liberal Larry. He calls in Shannon Burke show a lot. Okay, go ahead. All right, last one. Okay. Hey, old boy that called you up and said you're homophobic. We call him Liberal Larry. Everybody knows him all the time. All the other callers call up and beat him down on the open mics. He's pathetic. Oh, wow. Put in the corner. Listen out to Omaha, Nebraska. We appreciate right. so it's that. all liberal Larry all the we'll, time. We'll, we'll appreciate the, the Army calling in to letting us know that, look, man, the National Guard just came out. Let us know that liberal Larry, who we shouldn't say his name because that gives him props, right? Mm -hmm.
So we'll call him Lil Lil or LL. LL. We'll call him LL. <laughs> Uh, again, thank you so much, everybody. Head over to the App Store, download the Florida Man radio app, and drop us an open mic. Again, you know, I played the clip, right, uh, b- because when, I, when I'm listening and watching as I do attentively, look, I watch too much sometimes, uh, but I live in a country that I'm seeing go, go to SHIT, right? I'm watching this, okay? Did we get it? Did we get the drop? We get it. Uh, I just, man, this is just so crazy to me that people are okay with this, guys. Wow. And so I'm telling you that everybody has just found this cool. This is not bad. Ah, uh, it's okay. We got a guy who doesn't know where he's located, but we got a guy who's got a lot of, to say. And we're going to, matter of fact, I just read an article, uh, Arizona is next and indicting Trump, Holly. <laughs> So next week, hey. huh? Hey. The national Donald Trump indictment tour. He's let me, like, well, but let me he's ask, like going around like Beyonce. What, what is the whole situation? I mean, no. If he did crime, he did crime, and you do you 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 do what you need to do to to take care of it. But is there other stuff out here? Because I ain't trying to be funny, but if nothing else, if. If I was Arizona, just hold off for a minute. He got enough stuff going on right now. Y'all won't, they won't have time to really just, I mean, sometimes just enough is enough, you know. And I mean, don't get me wrong. If he did crimes, I'm not saying don't do what you're supposed to do. But what I'm saying is right now, it's a whole lot going on. Yeah. Just let let him get through this part right here (laughs) because your part might not matter afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So just let, just Bruh, but we ha- wasting money on stuff. It's people out here starving, and they could be spending that money on helping fix somebody water in Flint, Michigan. But, you but, know, but think about or, it right or, now. Or feeding somebody or doing something that's a little bit more uh, productive instead of something that's beating somebody down again. I'm just, it's like, I'm, I'm over that. How many homeless veterans are living under a- Oh, prison? absolutely, bro. You know how I feel about the veterans, right, period. Man. You know, these dudes go out. These dudes take a job to say, hey, I might not come back. Right. They, they say that because it's a chance it could happen on the whim of somebody who can't walk off the stage. Right. They say, uh, <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to send y'all over here and hope we work this out real quick. And he, he and then start telling the story about, his, about Amtrak. But I'm just saying that this is a situation where uh, – we just gotta, we gotta, we gotta do better, bro. We gotta do better with our money. Do better with helping the right people. Veterans need help. All it's guys out here don't even can't work. They don't have a job, and you could be making jobs for these guys. Like it, making, it, 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 when you watch it, Holly. When you watch the 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 soap, the weapons of mass distraction, right? When you watch the weapons of mass distraction, the continuous indictments of Donald Trump, right? If you are black. In America, and you've watched the weaponization of the Department of Justice against black people alone, Holly, our, in our neighborhoods, right? The whole conversation, guys, about uh, what well, conspiracy. Remember that? Couldn't get them? Oh, we got, well, conspiracy, right? If you don't believe that this is absolutely going too far, then shame on you. Yet Hunter Biden, a crackhead criminal, (laughs) listen to this, a crack total, think about this, right? Yo daddy probably sent more users to jail 
than dealers, right? Right. Would you concur? Yeah. Joe Biden's legislative actions over 40 years probably sent more drug users to jail than dealers. Yet Hunter Biden is charged with two misdemeanors, failure to post taxes in 1718, a firearm possession. But his deal is probation for the tax violations, diversion agreement for the gun charge, $25,000 fine, no jail. What they do that at? The United States of America. <laughs> this is what we do. This, and, this, is, this is what we do here. We, 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 the, the privileged get to be more privileged. Absolutely, it's, man. That's what it is. But when, when your daddy's legacy is to locking people up, creating, creating that's legislation. For that's for them. Yeah, yeah. As, and when I say them, I don't mean black and white. It's for them. The elites. The, the, poor, the, the, the poor people get this. And, the, and I shouldn't say poor people. The people that aren't in the one or two percent get this special treatment. But, but again, when you, when you look at this, right, for those of us who grew up anywhere near an urban city, right, I'm going to stop saying right. So much, but, 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 but I do, I have to stop. But for those of us who grew up anywhere near urban cities, who knew people who got caught up on crack, remember Holly, when they say, if you hit the crack rock one time, remember that, what, what they used to say in the hood? Yeah. I said, what was it saying? Because if you hit that crack pipe one time, believe me, bro, you, you, you're on crack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That thing could, could convert you quickly. And, and so you look at, Friends that I've had, I had some great friends who did really well, who ended up falling prey to it and end up as convicts, not for anything, but for the possession of crack cocaine. Yeah, And it's the fact that they were able to, to define it between crack and cocaine. What, like, like those are two different things. Crack is made from cocaine. <laughs> so it's the same thing. I mean, that's like saying tobacco and dip. You know, I mean, or, or cigarettes and dip. It's still tobacco. So how does that but, but, have a, a a different setup? I don't. I don't. I never understood that. But when I when I listen to some of the black people who come to me with this nonsense, right? And I have studied, and D'Amica Page and myself have interviewed people who worked on the ground. One of our best interviews years ago at another station was with a guy by the name of Lieutenant Jack Cole, who was on the ground during the crack versus powder uh, epidemic conversation in America when the legislation was first dropped, right? And Lieutenant Jack Cole, a white guy from the New Jersey State Police, said he felt horrible because it was probably one of the most racist things that he'd ever seen as a police officer because he would roll up on some white guys with 400 grams of powder and watch them get probation, and then he would roll up on some black guys with seven crack rocks and fall in line with a minimum mandatory sentence. And it was unfair, right? So mm -hmm. they started this organization called Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, LEAP. And it is just one of the most interesting interviews. We're going to put it out on my page. Uh, listen, let's head to break, have this conversation. We come back. But I'm just amazed at how... It, it seems like it's okay for some people to do certain things while others just keep getting slammed. You mm. listen to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. We'll be right back. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. I love this song. Play this. 
the staple singers. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show right here on Florida Man Radio, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Check my guy out at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Shannon Burke, 3 to 7. This dude, I don't have to tell you all about Shannon Burke. Uh, for many of my friends who uh, just started following Florida Man Radio, everybody is like, dude, this Shannon Burke. Shout out to Quetta Jean Johnson, who was still waiting for her Beetle Beetle shirt. Uh, she is a gigantic fan of Shannon Burke and Jesse Kelly. Uh, again, right here at Florida Man Radio, 6 a.m. If you're in the car, chilling, getting up, going to work, turn on Bubba the Lust Bunch, followed by the Don Mill Show at 10 o'clock in the morning. So thank you so much, everybody. Listen, uh, let's head over and check these open mics out. My oldest daughter was gay, and when she told me and my wife we didn't really handle it the right way, almost lost our daughter, you know? We just have to accept it for what it is, you know. We can't control it. We just have to let her be who she is, you know. And she does have a struggle in life over it. Um, but we just have to support it up when it's our family members and not just throw them to the wayside. Okay. I, I will agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. when it's your baby, you got to just yeah, deal yeah, no, with no, it. No, 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 we agree with that. We, that ain't the point. That ain't the conversation we've been having. Go ahead. The attack on Trump is uncalled for mm-hmm. he didn't do anything it's <laughs> evil what they're doing and they're just using joe biden is that the bathroom as a lady they'll trash him when they get ready to <laughs> and like don i sent you a video on the facebook messenger on your don williams show don williams video <laughs> thanks guys thank you so much, she's precious williams thank you so much uh again uh thank you so much everybody got another one okay oh we got one more oh we got two more okay hey don so uh all these states indicting trump they're doing it because the democrats are scared right now because they do not have a presidential candidate and they know if Trump runs against Biden, Biden's not going to win. It's not going to happen. He didn't fulfill his promises on the college stuff. He hasn't oh, wow. fulfilled any of his promises that he's promised. That was that was that was that vote you were talking about, Don. Right. That was that vote that's you were talking about. That's the vote I was talking and about yesterday. That's the first thing that came out of his mouth, man. I thought I, I pretty much he just said I was going to vote. I might have voted different, but uh, when he told me I could get my loan. Done. Okay. I'll do it. Okay, bring another. One. They keep indicting him because they're scared of him, so he can't compa- uh, campaign. Every time they indict him, his polls keep going up and up and up. You watch; he's going to get in that White House and be a beast. He's going <laughs> to expose everybody. Oh, that's what they're scared of. That is what everyone's scared too of. Much. Now, I don't see how a, one black person could have voted for Biden. I'm married married to a black lady and. Oh, wow. They cut him off. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Don. Rick in College Park. Love the show. I don't understand why they keep calling people homophobic because a phobia is an irrational fear. You just don't care. I don't care. (laughs) And as far as the movement, LGB is all about sexual orientation. The rest of the alphabet soup is about sexual identity. <laughs> In other words, mental illness. Wow. That's it. So let me just say this real quick. A lot right? of statements there. Let me just say this in real life, right? Thanks so much, Rick and College Park. I, again, 
don't see as the as the, as the open mic just said. I and, and look, you're right. I don't care. This is me. I don't care. Don't bring it to me. Yeah, and that's a simple okay? a, a simple thing. Don't bring it to me, yeah. right? I don't care. Don't push me. Don't push it on me. Okay? And my position on it will not change. Listen to me. It's not going to change. And to my buddy who's a great school teacher in Volusia County who's gay as Christmas, Paul, and I sit and I smoke a stick with him, and we talk about everything. We talk about politics. We talk about social issues. But we never talk about Paul being gay. You know why? Mm -hmm. Because he's comfortable with who he is. That's his box. When you push it to me and call me names because I'm not marching in your pride parade, okay, then you cross the line with me, Holly. Yeah, like like you say, don't don't take me to another level on this thing right here. No, Do man, go on with that nonsense, man. I ain't, uh-uh. Hell to the no, no, no. In the great words of the great and wonderful Okay, my friend, Bishop Bullwinkle, hail to the no, no, <laughs> hail no, to the no, 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 yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, like you said, you do what you do over there, and that's fine. What you do in your bedroom is fine. Just don't push it on yeah, me. Man. Feel free you know, to join us. Three, two, one. I'm like, what was that search you had the other day where you said uh, you hated when a, uh, a you see a woman that's got herself all made up, but you can still see her mustache or something like that. <laughs> you know, but it, it's the same thing. If I see you and you or you, I should be able to just be okay with that. You know, uh, I don't. I'm not saying that I, I'm not want to call you something derogatory or just you know treat you a certain way. But you know, if you come out here and, and it's a joke. It's, it's a it's a joke to tell. You, you, know? you know, it's amazing because, you know, I, I talked to someone the other day and I and I talked to Holly. You've been out with me. You see how many people uh, it's like I can't walk two steps oftentimes. <laughs> right. Because everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to have a conversation about something they heard me say. And lady stopped me the other day and said, well, my trauma made me stronger. Well, ma'am, I hate to tell you trauma don't make you stronger. Trauma make you traumatized. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you follow me? Because even though you think you're stronger, you're still traumatized. Listen, I get it. We want to pray for you. We want to keep you in our prayers. We pray for everybody on the Don Miller Hour. Pal. Well, not everybody. Some people I ain't praying for. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, right, let's let people just live their lives and let, leave me alone. Leave me over here in my box. Can I stay in my box? You stay in your box, and if by chance our boxes meet, but leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Words cannot express how much I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking on other people's stress anymore. Oh man, I'm like, hey, if you're going through it, I, hey, I feel for you. God bless you, and uh, okay. Uh, that wasn't it. <laughs> but, but again, it, it's just, you know, the, the point I make is this, guys. You know, uh, listen, I, you know, I come here every day and I sit here and I have, try to engage in the lively art of conversation. And it is not easy. Holly, you know how many people's like, man, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. It is, oh, it's man, not I'm going to have me a show. Okay, I'm going to do me a radio show. I'm going to do me a podcast. Yeah, and when you flop at it, because you don't put work in, right? 
Then that, then you'll be like, man, uh, it, it wasn't as easy as I thought. My brother-in-law the other day, Holly, he said to us, oh, man, I want to do that. I could do that. Then what did he text you, Holly? Well, yeah, he said it was a little more difficult than what he thought. Right. And uh, it is it is difficult. Huh? <laughs> it is difficult. No, but he, you know, it's one of those things. It's, you know, God bless him. Everything ain't for everybody. Again, listen to me. I, I did up every morning, and I come here, and I have these conversations. But I would be having these conversations anywhere, anyway, somewhere, right? Difference is I can't smoke a cigar in the studio or have a good cognac. Well, no, I don't drink cognac. That's a black people drink. Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I ain't drinking no cognac. How do you drink yeah, cognac? I, I, I do drink cognac. I yeah. love cognac. 